Introducing the Her Journey Around the World started in our overflowing bathroom sink policy from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com for homeowners policy information. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Bobo has managed to kill this pretty much single-handedly. It's Bobo the Brave. Somebody has suggested that uh, Gramble is the biggest pussy in the dungeon, so there's no need to go and uh, save the cat. No, it would appear not. Right. Done. <sighs> right. Okay. Onwards then. Let's see what we can do about these zombies now that the ghoul has been dispatched. 25 feet for me. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Oh, and let's not forget there was a trap in here, so I'll have to do something with that. It was a spear trap, wasn't it? I was supposed to try and loot the ghoul now. Let's see how we go with that. Six. A spell scroll of expeditious retreat. That's not bad, is it? What is a ghoul doing around with one of them? I don't know. Maybe it didn't really mean to attack us. Maybe it was just wandering towards us. Holding this spell scroll out in front of it, trying to tell us. Can you read this? But it couldn't say anything. <laughs> I... Yes, it's been suggested that a ghoul could possibly use it as bog roll. Nicely done. Okay. Actually, those are the wrong way around, aren't they? Rambo should be here. And Bobo should be further along because he's got more of the movement. There we go, that's more like it. Right. Towards the steps for our next head. Oh, look at this. In the bottom of the footwell, there are these zombies. Oh. Could we try and pretend that they're like Daleks and they're too stupid to use steps? So they just keep shuffling forwards. And the feet never actually come up because they're just shuffling. All that happens is they're just shuffling against this bottom step. Oh, oh. <laughs> they can't actually make their way up the stairs. They're just stuck at the bottom of the steps. All right. In that case, then, what I will do is I think I will... Yeah, no, we'll, we'll stay true to the spirit of the adventure and we'll see what happens. Is that the right one? Oh, zombies. Two zombies, yes. Right, let's roll their initiative. Oh, 18. These are very self-aware zombies. Apparently, they don't like the fact that we've interrupted them playing dice at the bottom of the steps against the bottom of the steps. Oh, look at that. Nat 20. 25. 
If you really want a Nat 20 on initiative, though, you want it in combat, don't you? Somewhere where you can do some extra carnage. Never mind. <sighs> right. Zombies at the bottom of the stairs. What am I going to do with them? Hmm. Let's have a see. I'm going to Eldritch Blast them. Yay! Eldritch Blast. Boom, boom, boom. Right. So let's see that now. Well, it hit, didn't it? Let's roll some damage. Please don't tell me that was a 1 for damage. It would appear so. I've done 3 damage. I think I've hurt the pride more than anything else. Getting hit with that. I'm not stood next to them. I've got a comment here saying, disadvantage if you are stood next to them. I'm not. I'm stood at the top of the steps. They're stood at the bottom of the steps. Right. Bobo's going to fire his longbow at them. I think his longbow is plus three, as I remember. Got a 10. Is that enough for zombies now, as I remember? They don't have a very high armor class. Yes, that is enough. Okay. Five damage to that zombie. Now it's a zombie's turn. Okay, now they are going to shuffle up the stairs. So we'll assume they shuffled up to the top of the stairs and they're going to engage us in combat. Right, so one of them will attack me. But it will do it at disadvantage because Bobo is stood next to it. Oh, 12. So that would still hit. So what I'll do is I'll whack on my arcane deflection. It won't hit. So that one is missed. And the other one is now going to try and attack Bobo then. Oh, that is a heck of a slam from a zombie. This must be like a swole, beefy zombie. It's like the Eddie Hall of zombies. Oh, just slamming. Poof. And that does four bludgeoning damage to poor Bobo. Poor Bobo is pretty wounded. <clears throat> Although he has rested, so he will be able to whack a second wind on there at some point, hopefully. As long as we do enough damage to these damn zombies. Seeing as it's my turn now. Hmm. Okay. No. They're in close contact with me now, aren't they? So, shocking grasp. 18, that'll hit. 
on six damage. Yeah, plus two though. Six damage plus two. I don't know why it just gave us a six because there's a plus two on there for the Eldritch Blast. So it's actually eight damage. Right. So it's plus four for Bobo to hit, isn't it? What are you going to get, Bobo? What are you going to get? Well, you're going to get a 24, so that's natural crit. It's not perfect. So he would have done 7 damage. He's done 14 damage. Die, die, die! That is done. Dead Zombo. Which leads one Zombo to attack. Now he's going to try and... Slam me now, seeing as it managed to slam the other guy last time. But it's at disadvantage because Bobo is dodging and weaving. Oh, but it's consistent. This Eddie Hall of Zombies is going to slam, body slam, just like pick this dwarf up and super a dwarf. He's not a dwarf. He's small. He's smaller than a dwarf. He's a gnome. He's a forest gnome. Maybe he's a fat forest gnome. Maybe that's why people think he's a dwarf. We're just going to pick him up and suplex him on the ground. Ah! Which would do four damage to him. Do not like that. You know what? Good, Hush Rebuke, but I don't want to do that. Don't want to waste the spell slot. Right, okay. Right. Oh, what am I going to do? Yes. I'm just going shocking grasping. Hopefully. That is not a shocking desk. A zombie. Let's roll some damage. Hmm. Two damage. Really firing it out here. Knocking this damage out of the park. Oh, no. That was wrong. It was supposed to go to 15 health, not 15, take 15 damage off. That was a bit optimistic, wasn't it? Alright, so let's put him back up to where he was. There we go. Alright, bubble. Show this dwarf how it is. He's not a dwarf. Stop calling me a goddamn dwarf! <sighs> That'll hit a zombie. Good. Alright, seven damage to that zombie. Back up to the next combat round. Smash! Oh yes, a twenty. We like that. So double damage. So six damage onto whatever we do here. Just as well because that was a one, so that's seven plus two, nine damage to it. Oh, that's enough to take it out. In your face, swollen zombie. Right. Okay. Second wind for my compatriot here. Let's hope it rolls high. 
Oh, it rolls an A, that's not bad. Okay. So eight back onto his damage. Uh, heal eight. Oh, heal eight, there we go. Apply changes. Right. I believe it is time for a short rest now that we can look down this corridor. So that was one of his hit die that he's used there. And two, so he gets ten back for that. Can he heal ten onto that? Add one, yeah, ten. Heal. Twenty-nine. Short rest. So those two slots we use, so he's on 29 out of 32. Hasak it will roll a wizard one as well. So he gets a five, so he's back up to full health. Back onto the map. No more zombies. Gone, gone. Right. So, diagonally moving, as we were told in our last session. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. Oh no, a trap. We'll have to do a dexterity save with him. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Oh, I can roll that on finger counter. Here. Deck save. That's two. Eleven plus two, I would say that a trap would have had a deck save of 14. So that is just under. But what I can do is I can use... My arcane deflection to add plus four to a saving throw. Yeah. Or a plus four bonus to a saving throw. Right. Well, then I can't use. That's fine. So that doesn't do him any damage. I don't think a passive perception of ten would be enough to see, to spot the trap. Just been asked if passive perception would have done it, but I don't think a passive perception ten would have done it. Just to stay true to the vent, I think he's stupid enough to actually step on a trap. Fortunately, he's managed to get over that trap. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Huh. Right, next turn will take us to this locked door. We can get rid of the trap that's gone. I don't think that they have any tinkers tools or anything like that. So, intelligence at disadvantage to try and open the door is probably what it would be. First roll is eight. 
let's roll again. Oh, I wish it was the second roll, but at disadvantage it was eight. Oh, that was a saving throw, actually. I've been told, yes, that is true. Rolled on the wrong thing. The intelligence will be here. There we go. Right, 16, and roll at a disadvantage. Yeah, roll again. Can't see what that is under there. It will tell us in one moment. 11. How generous are we feeling? Is the 11 going to open this door? I'll tell you what, I'll roll a d6. And I will say on an odds, that is enough to open it. Well, no, on odds it doesn't open. On an even, it will open. I've just been told the door's actually locked. They're just opening it. They're just the door's actually opening. They're just locking it. Oh no! It won't open it. That isn't good enough. I'm told a DC 14 is considered doable, but I didn't get a 14. I got an 11 at disadvantage. So that wouldn't have opened it. What we can have is Bobo push Granville aside and try it himself. Because he probably can't do any worse. Oh, he got a 13 at disadvantage. You know what, I'm going to say that in this instance. Granville's going to try and claim that it is like opening a jar of sauce and he has helped. You know, it just needed that last push. I loosened it for you. So the door swings open. Da, da, da. Boom. Edge. Let's have a look what is in there now that the door has swung open. That is like no cat I have ever seen. It's a freaking manticore. Better <laughs> roll initiative. Oh no! That is two. Plus five, seven. So the Manticore has actually beat them, even with that sucky initiative. Gosh dang. Tell you what, it's a good job that Bobo is next to him. Manticores are pretty intelligent, so. It's going to, well, no, they're not that intelligent. They have a cruel cunning, it always says. Let's have a see here. What is it going to do? Um, it's going to try and fling a tail spike at me to begin with, with its first attack, I think. Six would miss. We'll do it at disadvantage anyway in case it fumbles. No, it misses with its tail spike. Right. It's going to move up then. So the... And now that it's tried to attack, it's going one with its bite and two with its claws or tail spikes. So let's see what it does there. It does an eight. Or it does a 20, so fortunately it did an eight. Otherwise that would have been bad. And then one with its claw, it does a 14. 
or a 13. So I will use my arcane deflection this time, which means that I can only use a cantrip next time. But what am I going to do for my turn now? Well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to cast magic armor, which takes one action. So that will put my AC to 13 plus my dex mod, which is plus two. So that is an AC of 15. So I have an AC of 15 now. That is my action for the turn because I can't do anything else. It takes one action to stick that up. But Granville can have an attack. Sorry, Bobo can have an attack. Don't think that's enough. Oh, it is. It's enough for the Manticore's armor, so that will do seven damage there. Okay, Manticore's probably quite peeped about that. So, what it will do? That's a ranged weapon, so now this time it has to use bad claws. Right, let's see what it can do with its claw. So it misses Bobo with its bite. It misses it with its claw. Oh, it hits poor Bobo with its claw, so it does six damage. Right, my go now. Well, I could only do a cantrip anyway because I used arcane deflection last time. So what I'll do is I'll try and shock and grasp it. Not like that, you want some? Two plus four equals six. I can definitely feel that Bobo is getting a most valuable player at the end of this. Oh, he gets a ten. No good, it's no good. Right, the Manticore is going to attempt to try and spread the love now, so he's going to try and attack me this time, so it will try and bite me first. 17, but what would it get at disadvantage? Oh, 16, but I now have an armour of 15, which I can whack another arcane deflection on, which means that it won't hit me with that bite. But it can try and attack me twice with the claws. Oh, that claw is going to hit. And is that a claw of crit? I think that, yeah, I think that claw is a crit, so that would be like 12 damage. Oh, dang. And the next one. Oh, no. It's a disadvantage, so it an 8, it won't hit, fortunately, so that first attack missed. Right, let's roll again. 19. Let's roll it at disadvantage. 6, which is a fumble. Yes, so it doesn't actually manage to hit me. I managed to make it through that attack round. Right, I can use a proper spell this turn now, if I want to. What would Hex do to this? I think Hex is probably useful. Oh yes, I use my deflections, as I've been told here. So yes, I use my arcane deflection. I can only use a cantrip again. These cantrips really aren't paying off, are they? Right. 
Oh no, Bobo's flat out missed it. Right, it's pretty mad at me because it didn't manage to get any attacks in last time, so it's going to try and wail on Gramble again. 24, but let's see what the counter does. 10, so it misses with disadvantage. Claw, 10. Or 22, so we've got a 10, so it would have missed. And then second attack with the claw. 25, so crit. Let's hope it doesn't get another crit again. Got 23, so that one time it will hit with the claw, so it will do 6 damage to myself. Well, to Gramble, let's say. Right, so he didn't need to use Arcane Deflection this time, because there was no point using Arcane Deflection. So... So we'll see. Could actually use a spell if I wanted, but that would probably do it. Yeah. Let's try and hex this bad boy. You place a curse on the creature you can see until the spell ends, you deal an extra 1d6 whenever you hit it with an attack. Yeah, let's use it. Okay, so it has been hexed. It's next to 1d6, isn't it, when we hit it, necrotic damage. Um, you deal. Oh, so I can't make Bobo deal it. That's a bit unfair, but never mind. Okay, one ability when you cast this spell. What ability? Yeah, I'll make it disadvantage on its strength. Yes, that's what I'll do. I'll make it disadvantage on strength. And Hex is a bonus action, yes, so I can still use a, an action on it. Let's whack it one, hopefully. Not with a two, I don't think. Or seven plus four, eleven. No, that's not going to do any good. Right, Bobo. Boom. Go for it. Oh, that will hit, so seven damage on that thing. Right, Bobo has made this thing mad now. Somebody's putting learn to fight, damn it, Gramble. Yes. So the bike will hit Bobo. I should have probably given him thingy, shouldn't I? Used his second wind last time. Right, I'm going to try and shield his body. I'm going to try and step forward and take any more of the other hits. Seeing as Bobo has done the same for me now that he's looking pretty tanked there. So I will try and take the claw attack. So 13 wouldn't hit my armour anyway. That would hit, but that's a disadvantage, so we'll take the 13. Because Bobo's still standing, so he can still... God blimey, rolling crits for fun here. Let's hope this next one isn't as good. Uh, 23, so yes, I will take 6 damage off the thing. Right, my go now. People in the chat are saying that Bob uh, Granville has played up his military service. Yes, probably. He was probably a chef. Probably cooking. Because he doesn't seem to be very good at wizarding. He's not doing that well here.
Arms of Haldor. Yes, I'll cast the Arms of Haldor on it. I'm going to say I can pack slot there. Arms of Haldor. Hedor, yeah. Arms of Hedor. Let's try and whack that on it. So it has to make a strength saving throw and it has to do that at disadvantage. I got 15 on both of them. Oh, right. Honestly, it takes half damage, but suffers no other effect. Half of 2d6. It's two. It takes two damage. Well done. Good use of a spell slot there. Dang. Well, I'm being told that that strength check, disadvantage on strength checks. Let's have a check there. Not saves. Ability checks. Yes, yeah, so it's an ability check, not a save. So it wouldn't have mattered anyway because it got 15 twice, so it would have passed it. That's good to know. Bobo, hack and slash it, my friend. Yeah, well, Bobo is going to use his second win now. So he gets eight back on his second wind. So that puts him up to 11 health now. Well, it's been suggested in the chat that uh, Bobo could attempt to grapple this thing. So he gets a 17. what this thing gets. It gets a six. What will grapple do now? Yes, Granville has taken damage since he cast Hexed, and we haven't rolled any concentration checks. That's all I've been telling there, so oops. Bad man. Well, they would have been 10 anyway, so let's roll and see if he would have got a concentration save. Let's see if the spell is still up. Oh no, Hex has dropped. So that's not good. Dang. Well, it's grappled now. So if it tries to attack, it will be attacking with disadvantage, but it has disadvantage on me as well anyway. It can try and break the grapple next time, I guess. Right, so probably what it would try and do in this turn is it would try and break Bobo's grapple, but it's at disadvantage. So it's got an eight. He gets a 16. So it's all good in the hood, still grappled. Right, onto my go now. Yes, onto my go now. Since it's grappled, 
I don't think it will get an attack of opportunity, so I can actually move back from it, which should allow me to use a few more spells. But if I move here, I'm still within five feet of Bobo there, so I still get his protection, his defense action. So I'll move it there. What will I try and do now? Here's all my warlock slots. I'll try and chromatic orbit, I guess. Yeah, we'll just go over to chromatic orb. We'll see where that does any good. Oh, that's a 19. God, my heart beat a bit faster than I thought that was a 1. Oh, right, so that'll hit it. Ten damage. Finally, some damage worth doing. I'll have to mark that off on my spell slot, though. Alright, and then Bobo is going to take another swing at it. Oh, he's not. He's got it grappled. So what he's going to try and do is try and shove it to the ground. So he gets a 17. And the thing he gets... Oh, he dies. A 6. Although I'm just being told that it's actually too large for Bobo to grapple at the moment because of its monstrous size, him being small. Hmm. What do I want to do about this? I'll tell you what, I'll roll a d6. <laughs> if it's a 1, it breaks. If, if it's an odd, the grapple is broken because it's just too large for him to hold on. And if it's he's even, it's a grapple of his life. Oh no, it breaks a grapple. It breaks a grapple. It got a free, it broke the grapple. So it's free from the grapple now. So it's going to attempt to fling a tail spike at me. That will be a disadvantage. So I've got a nine. And then it's going to try and bite poor Bobo now. 16, so that will do that. That's a 7 on Bobo, 7 damage for him. Yeah, now it's bit him. I will do his. Yeah, it'll try and claw him as well. Oh, it hits him. So that's six. That is Bobo down. Man down. Man down. Right. We're getting a TPK, somebody's cheering on for a TPK here. Is there anything I can do? What does false life do? I know, it's feather fall, ignore that. Let's have a look on false life. So self one action oh can i give him <laughs> can i give him false life all right this is not looking great because there's no more disadvantage for that when it's trying to attack me 
So I think that that might possibly be. Yeah, I thought that it was a target himself, false life. I was wondering whether I could spin the narrative a bit. Ah, oh, right. Let's pick Bobo up. Five feet. Yeah, but Gnome carrying Gnome, I'm going to have to dash and still only do 25 feet. It's worth of movement. I've been told that apparently, as he is my half-brother, even though I hate to acknowledge it, that possibly I could try and cast false life on him. Go on, let's, let's stick some false life on Paul Bobo and try and drag him back up to his feet. So one. It's a five. We'll drag him back up to his feet. <laughs> He's starting to look a little bit greener than he did. When giving him false life wasn't a good idea, seeing he actually isn't a warlock. Yeah, the chat here is telling me this isn't a good idea, that I can't really false life him. What do I want to do? All right. I'll pick him up. And I'll move 25 feet with him. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That would technically count as a dash. Still, the cat is going to follow us. Hmm. Expeditious retreat. It's a bonus action as well. Right, see if I can actually do this. Right, yes, let's use Expeditious Retreat to try and yeet it a little bit. So it lasts up to 10 minutes. So I can move an extra 25 feet. I'm going to need it. Yeah, put that back to where it was. Five, ten, fifteen. Uh, five, ten. Now we need to go up the steps. Fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. This thing can fly fifty feet, but can only walk thirty. I'm going to say that the corridor is not large enough for it to spread its wings in. Oh yeah, so I wouldn't move 25 feet in the expeditious retreat. I would move, because I'm still carrying ball balls, so half of 25 feet would be 12 and a half feet. I'm going to call it 15 feet. So he was here, and he moved five to pick him up. And then he moved in a dash, which would make that 20 feet. And you can move 15 feet, 5, 10, 15, to the stairs. 
Right. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Right, next turn. Keep running. Actually, roll a death save for Bobo as well. There's a pass. That's one death save saved. Right, 45 feet total movement. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Being told 45 feet movement from my last turn on the chat, so let's see where that would have goes. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. Yeah, we got us to where, we, where he was anyway, so there's no there's nothing wrong there. We haven't gamed for advantage. He would have got to the same spot, so that's okay. So moving 45 feet again using that expeditious spell so this thing can move 30 feet 5 10 15 20 25 30 you know the only problem is when we get outside there's still going to be a manticore that can fly Yeah, I think I'm going to have to try and throw a chromatic orbit it again and hope it hits. That ain't going to hit, is it? That was a waste of chromatic orb, I think. Nine, yep. Yeah. Right. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Bobo has to roll another death save. It's being argued whether this manticore can fly in here. I'm just telling you now. The DM says this manticore cannot fly in here. His wings will open wide enough. It won't let open wide enough for it to fly. Right, next death save for Granville. For, no, for Granville is still alive. Next death save for Bobo. Oh, that's all right. That's two. Right, did it move up yet? No. But it's going to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, get off those, 25, 30. Can I see it? Can I see it? Yeah, I probably could see it just around the corner. I will try and whack another thingy at it. Use my last chromatic orb into its face. I think that's a two. To be fair, I probably wouldn't be very good at casting magic whilst trying to shuffle along and carry a, a prone, nobbling warrior in my arms. So, oh, last spell slot used. Eldritch Blast from now on. Right, outside. Right. This was in the forest. We're going to see if we can hide from this stalking manticore. 
And that's coming to get us 5, 10, well, right there it is, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Right, let's see. Stealth check. Now, if I was being real here, it would probably be at disadvantage in the fact that I'm carrying a brawn warrior in my arms. What I'm going to try and say is that we are both very small. So I'm going to try and use the stature, the size, because usually size in D&D comes back to bite you on the backside. So what I'll do in this is I'll try and say, well, this once it's going to do us some good. And we're going to try it and just roll it at normal to see if we can hide. So a stealth. Oh my lord, a stealth of six. Yeah, that's not going to be good enough. That manticore can still see us. But I'm going to use my movement to say that we did move further out into the wood. So like 45 feet. We're in the woods. Yay! Right, so in wood, we would be in cover. So I think and that would be hard cover, so we can add plus five for full cover to make it easier to our AC. And to be fair, it is only going to be able to fling tail spikes. So I have an armour. Yeah, so it's going to hit me. With that one tail spike. Let's see if it hits with another. No, it doesn't. Let's see if it hits with the last one. No, it doesn't. So it hits with one tail spike. Right, I'm going to use my hellish rebuke on that now. So it has to make a deck save of 12 as a reaction. So let's see what it does. No, it doesn't manage it, so I can actually use my Hellish Rebuke on it. Oh, no spell slots. No spell slots. Can't use it. Can't use it. Nice idea. Won't work. Okay. I tried to do a Hellish Rebuke, but all that happens is I just stutter and mumble something to myself. Nothing happens. Just inertia, exhaustion. Dang. Right, I'll try and hide again on my turn then, because that's pretty much all that I can do. Well, actually, I could probably... Yeah, I could fling an Eldritch Blast in its face. And then try and run and hide a bit more. Nine plus four is a 13, so that isn't going to do any good. Yeah, that doesn't hit it. Right, so it will attempt to fling more of these in its face, more tail spikes at me. That misses. That misses in hardcover. Uh, and I've got 15 plus 4. I'm being told it's in cover. It's not in cover. That's flying above the trees. So as we are in the woods, it is flying above the trees. I would still have enough range with my Eldritch Blast of 240 feet. So it's not in cover. I can shoot up at it because it's hovering directly overhead at us, trying to fling these spells, tail spikes down at us. But it wouldn't matter anyway because I didn't get enough to hit it anyway. So that's academic. Right. I think it is the ground. Bourbon's last death save now, though. To see whether he stabilizes. Let's roll it. Oh, he's out of the woods, but we have to roll 1d4 to see how many hours that he is unconscious for. 
He's unconscious for two hours. Right, I'm gonna pry and prop Bobo down by the side of the tree. Um, I know I'm not, I'm gonna keep holding me. I'm gonna try and hide again with my turn to see whether I can actually stealth out the woods here and hide. I hate to tell you people that that cat was a manticore. It was a wicked trick by Captain Jack. Right, so 21 for hiding. Yes, if you can cast your mind back to the Hobbit, no, the Lord of the Rings, sorry. We'll just try and pretend the Hobbit movies aren't there. The Lord of the Rings, where they're being chased by a ringwraith, that has managed to track them all the way from Mordor to the Shire, but suddenly because they dip underneath a wood, it's fine now. They can't they can't find these hobbits anymore. It's the same thing with a manticore. I dip into the bulb underneath a tree, and this manticore cannot find us anymore. And just flies off to look for its next victim. So we're just hiding in this wood, terrified for our own lives and very, very embittered that we have been sent down to try for all intents. Rescue, in inverted commas, a cat that turned out to be a manticore. So we managed to escape just about with our lives. Well, Bobo escaped just about with his lives. I've taken a fair whack in and on 13 hit points now. We managed to avoid the total party kill. Oof. It looked a bit dicey in places there. That spell scroll of Expeditious Retreat that we managed to find on the on the ghoul. That was lucky. That was really lucky. That really helped us out of a finger, out of a pickle there. Otherwise, even trying to yeet it out of the we would have been chomped on by that finger. <sighs> right, and I think that is where we're going to leave that adventure now. With <laughs> these two. This gnome and his goblinoid companion stuck in the bulb at the bottom of a tree, hiding with their pants wet from peeing themselves in sheer fright and terror waiting for his friend to come round and obviously taking a long rest there as well and hoping that nothing comes in the night to try and chomp them to pieces such as wolves or dire wolves. So they're going to be terrified, absolutely frightened to bits. It's being mentioned on the chat that cold cotton kills... <laughs> They're just going to have to huddle together for the body heat, even though they are half-brothers. We'll just never have to mention what happens in the woods, stays in the woods. To be fair, for the next two hours, Bobo wouldn't even know if he was being used as a human hot water bottle. I mean, considering he's been used as a human meat shield throughout the entire adventure, it's not that much of an indignation, really, is it? Right. Well, thank you, everybody who has watched. I do appreciate it. If you have enjoyed watching this, please tell somebody else so they can try and enjoy watching it. I am most appreciative to the guys here in the chat for help steering me in the right direction when I didn't get something right. So I'm very thankful for pointing out things such as you can't use that spell slot or that's not how this works. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. I'll try and keep that, bear that in mind next time and not make as many obvious errors. Apparently, Granville and Bobo owe their lives to the chatter, so, okay, fair enough. Thank you. Thank you for helping us avoid a total party kill. Although, to be fair, from your point of view, I imagine it would be more amusing if they'd been wiped out. Although it wouldn't be much of an experiment to see whether you could play Dungeons & Dragons as a solo adventure if you got wiped out in the second session. 
Oh, I'm not sorry for rules lawyering. It helped to keep your adventure straight. It kept it on the uh, straight and narrow and can't have people saying that we uh, fudged it too much. So, yes, we'll keep them alive at the base of this tree, terrified, weary, probably hungry, in shock at the fact that they thought they were going to uh, retrieve a cat. But instead, it was a giant manticore. Also, I am quite surprised that at least one of the chatters this week didn't mention the uh, Steely Dan reference that was slipped in there. Managed to get that one on the radar. I thought it would have been picked up. We'll let the person watch it back and see if they can pick it up at a different time. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for watching. Much appreciated. And I'll see you next week. We'll have to think of a way of how these uh, poor frightened adventurers can manage to turn this into a victory because let's face it that is a type of guy that Granville is takes a kicking but still tries to pretend that he's war anyway thank you very much bye for now see you next week everybody thanks a lot it's time to go back to work there's a lot to do we have things to make stuff to build cargo to ship customers to serve so grab a five-hour energy and get ready for 16 years through good times and bad five-hour energy has been there helping hard-working people get stuff done it's time to go back to work Let's roll up our sleeves and get going. For more information and to order online, visit 5hourenergy.com.